All right, ready to roll? Fire in the hole. Coolio. What's up, guys? Willie Robertson here. You're listening to the Willie Robertson podcast. As most of the time, I have my trusted sloppy assistant, Johnny D, with me. What's up, Johnny D? I waved like people could see I you. I know, Johnny D. It's a That's podcast. Nobody weird. can see you. This is a, uh, we are in the uh, dog days of summer, it feels like. There's a heat index. Uh, what was a heat advisory warning? And we get that every day. Every day. Which is why I've started a new trend. Oh, tank yeah. Tops. He is wearing a tank top. It's the best. Just like a toddler. Um, <laughs> well, we have a super fun show planned today. Today, I'm, I'm naming the show Back in the Day. Uh, we are going back in time. And uh, the, the, one of the questions I get from a lot of people is, how did you get to where you had a TV show on A&E, and how does that happen? And so it's kind of hard to explain. Just, you know, it's not like we were out in Hollywood and begging people to, you know, put us on television. We never really saw ourselves as having a television show. And so today we're going to go back uh, to the first show that we had, the first television show, which was called uh, Benelli Presents Duck Commander. And uh, it's about half hunting and half reality. None of us really knew exactly what we were doing. It was going to be on the Outdoor Channel. And um, we were just going to see what happens. And so I'm so excited today to go back and talk about Kind of the old times and kind of when we started, we were super new to television. Now, we had done DVDs and we had done VHS tapes of just duck hunts um, all the way back whenever I was in high school. Dad started making these VHS tapes, so I was in school, so I wasn't in a lot of them. But uh, and then it progressed and the story grows, and so we end up doing a television show on Outdoor Channel. So uh, I'm so excited. Uh, in the... In the podcast room today, we actually have uh, these two guys. So uh, we're going to talk to Mark Pierce and Chris Richardson, uh, who are with Warm Springs Productions out of uh, Montana. And uh, they're in town. So uh, we just want to go back and just talk about some of the old times and how this all got started and uh, and what we're all doing now. So uh, let's get them in here. All right, here they are. I've got Chris Richardson, Mark Pearson from Warren Springs Productions. Uh, very old friends of mine, um, and in the world of production, uh, we have shot a lot of stuff. So they're some of the only people who have uh, worked with us way before Duck Dynasty, way before anybody knew who we were. And I uh, just wanted to bring these guys in. They're in town, and uh, just wanted to have a chit-chat with you guys. How we doing, boys? Doing really good, sitting in the original compound of duck commander yeah exactly mark how <laughs> nice, are you nice and warm I, I like the i woke up this morning it said heat advisory we don't <laughs> see that in montana very often you yeah. guys are at, now where exactly is it Mon, is it bozeman or it's both i'm in bozeman chris and the main part of the company are in missoula montana missoula. western all in western montana in the mountains right yeah. um we uh i was in uh yeah i just i was up at bozeman luke Bryan was up there uh this year yeah and, that was uh, fun yeah, we did the podcast from there with uh, Adam LaRoche. We were right there in the mountains and uh, did that. What a, That was a crazy night we had up there. But uh, Did you yeah. talk about the RV? We did talk about the <laughs> RV. <laughs> I got a text about it, that. It, uh, it yeah, incredible. It, it all, yeah, we uh, we were going to talk about Adam retiring, which we did, but uh, the story with the RV, and uh, I had to take back because I, I actually, Mark doesn't know this, but I said I would never 
go back to the state of Montana for the rest of my life. I was that upset. But I have retracted that, and so uh, I just had a problem with the uh, park security person at the uh, – up there at Moonlight Basin, but uh, but it was nice. We had a wonderful time, and uh, so uh, but I'm so glad you guys are here. It is uh, hot, it's a heat advisory, and uh, so now Warner Springs. Now, now we were together, um, I guess season three of Duck Commander, correct? Well, we shot all three seasons, correct? All th- uh, we shot. One and three. One and three. That's one what it was. and three. That's yeah. right. Yes. One and three. Yeah, there was that one year that I always get confused on. So uh, right now, tell me back then, uh, a what um, what made you want to come? I mean, where were you guys at to come down and want to shoot this show that was going to be on the Outdoor Channel uh, called Duck Commander? Did you know what Duck Commander was? Did you, you know what's the back? I know uh, Mark's a duck hunter, so uh, tell me about how that kind of how that because because ultimately that's going to end up. Yeah, being on A and E and Duck Dynasty, one of the biggest Absolutely. shows ever. So, Chris, yeah. take, you take the first shot at, it and we'll see if our stories match up. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, we we started this company about seven years ago, and uh, maybe eight years, but it, it were five years before that. I was a freelancer, so different companies would hire me. I would show cameraman. up at locations as a cameraman. Right, I'm a cameraman, and uh, they would hire me. I would show up, meet the talent, shoot the show. Well, for me, it was just a kind of this vicious cycle as a freelancer you didn't really know where you were going and i got mostly outdoors mostly outdoors mostly mostly hunting fishing some reality right golf channel a little little that but uh i got a i got a job offer that said hey we got to shoot in louisiana with these uh these guys called duck commanders i had no idea no idea who who you guys were no so it was just another gig for me i showed up in louisiana five day shoot uh and it was a duck hunt, which I've shot many duck hunts, so it, it wasn't uh, too intimidating. And then, and then we met you guys, and uh, I think you and I hit it off quickly. Um, there was another cameraman that we were working with, uh, but it was strictly hunting. We'd go out in the blind, traditional hunting show, go out and uh, go out with Phil. And as you know, Phil is uh, <laughs> he has some strong feelings He's about his blind. About his duck hunting. Yeah, <laughs> so I think. I think I hit it off with Phil because I didn't destroy his blind. Right. And the other cameraman kind of did. the other guy kind of uh, is a little <laughs> bit bigger, little bit bigger than him, yeah. and he uh, feels very particular about his brush. And yes. so uh, uh, he, the other guy moved some of the brush, kind of, I think Phil said wallered in the brush. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like a, maybe like a boar would do. And that mud. guy can waller. Yeah. And right. he wallowed out a hole because that's the thing. No one can see. That's, a, that's the genius of Phil and Duck Hunting. No one can see out of the blind except for Phil. <laughs> so when you right. don't shoot good, when they, you know when <laughs> right. nothing happens good for you, it's because you can't see because you're hidden. You see nothing, right? But Phil can see, yeah. which and makes so, it very challenging to be a cameraman nope. to capture it. But Phil could care less. What do you say? I like the <laughs> what do you call the pale what what do you the the pale camera guy? Yeah, you made uh, something about your complexion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, is it, yeah. Of course, that doesn't help. That. Uh, Yes, I'm I'm close to being an albino, but the uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I will say this yeah. about Chris because Chris said yeah, so I went out duck cut and shot a duck cut. Um, as a camera operator, I don't think people realize shooting ducks. Is oh, very. It's, it's like it's like I, yeah. I, The only thing maybe harder is filming a golf ball in the air. That's right. You know those guys because I hear mm. they're just there's guys that that's all they do. They come in. It's true. But you can imagine. I know. It's cameras, hard just to yeah. see a golf ball when you hit it trying to track that white ball through the sky. And so ducks are the same way because uh, at least you know 
maybe the golf ball's going in the right direction, but ducks can do anything. So they'll turn, especially yeah. teal or ducks that are hard. But it's a it's a hard job. Oh, you're you know yeah. the, the number one rule of waterfowl hunting is don't move. You know, duck mm-hmm. ducks see motion, and well, you you can't you have to move with a camera, right? right? So you start there. You have a camera that has to move in a in a game that you don't want to move. Yeah. But yeah, there's some great times. So we Chris and I got to know each other through film and duck hunting. I was a host of the Ducks Unlimited show for a number of years. Chris was a camera op and producer on that. We became great friends and decided that we wanted to do something on our own. He he had been freelance, and I was involved in another business and it was doing some of the hosting. And we said, "Well, yeah, we could we could do our own hunting shows," you know. So we started Warm Springs, which is named after the state mental hospital in Montana, which is sort of a reflection of you know kind of how we roll. <laughs> and we had an opportunity to produce a show for Benelli. It was the first gig that we got as Warm Springs called Benelli on Assignment. Right. And when we were talking to those guys about Benelli on assignment, it was, I think it was soon after you'd been down here and shot this, this hunt you were talking about. And Chris and I both had this idea, like, look, we, we knew about duck hunting because I'm a duck hunter, hosted duck hunting shows. I knew duck commander much better what you guys were doing than, than maybe Chris did at that time. We said, there's something really big there. I mean, it's duck hunting, but it's like duck hunting plus all these great characters and this right. amazing family and this, you know, incredible personalities. So I went to Maryland the next time I met with Benelli and said, hey, in addition to Benelli on assignment, you know what you ought to do? You ought to make a dedicated show on Duck Commander and the Robertsons. And the, the two guys that I was meeting with looked at each other and they kind of went, yeah, we think that's a great idea. We're having conversations with Robertsons about that very thing. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm would you consider picking our fledgling company to produce this thing? And one thing led to another. And then, you know, we were back down here with the Benelli folks talking to you guys about how we were going to shoot that first season. And I think everybody had this shared vision that it was, again, it was way bigger than just duck hunting. It it could be duck hunting. It could fit on outdoor channel and appeal to hunters, but there would be more infusion of, you know, reality if you want to call it lifestyle fun humor all the things that you guys ultimately brought to tv which is what yeah i mean because i can remember us having the conversations and i was really excited about the reality stuff about what we could do about uh family and uh the different situations that were going on uh even children you know because i have a young sadie a young john lou i mean he's like you know his eight or nine ten year old kids and uh but then, you know, since it was sponsored by our shotgun company and we'd been with Benelli, um, you know, obviously we're going to have to highlight the products because a lot of stuff on the Outdoor Channel, that's the way it, you know, that's the way it works. You have different sponsors that come in, and so that was going to be the shotgun. So obviously they wanted their products highlighted and uh, so that we could see that. But um, and, and Phil never understood, I still to this day, I don't know if he, still understands uh, our tv show <laughs> but <laughs> phil wanted to just all hunting and like he never understood the other side of it but i knew we could strike that you know strike that balance and it was fun you know it's still fun i mean making television is fun but it was fun back then just coming up because it was a lot different because we just come up with something and just roll with it you know and uh try yeah. to figure out uh where that was um so, and I do remember you, Chris, in the field, and just a lot of fun times. And we were talking, actually, last night we were shooting uh, uh, Duck Dynasty and just talking about how fun it is. Really behind the scene, you know, if you just, if you could pull out 
you know, the camera and show, you know, because you have so much interaction with the crew, and so you, you really develop these relationships. And uh, and now, did you think at that time, did you think um, that this could go beyond Outdoor Channel and, and be bigger than that? Because I really did, because I, did, I wasn't sure, because I was looking at so much from the hunting perspective that I was like, I just don't know if this can be mainstream, because I'm thinking of, you know, ducks getting shot with guns and all that. And so I, I, I wasn't sure at the time that I really didn't think it, it had that to do. So I thought there may be something there in some other area, but I wasn't sure at the time. Were you, were you guys ever in the early days? Yeah. I mean, we had so much fun trying to, I mean, it was really, it was sky's the limit for us. We just sit around and figure out ideas and what we thought would make uh, people laugh is what we did, and and it was everything from the rap videos to the infomercials to running around. Even you know, cutting our teeth is really how I look it back as uh, the Buck Manor, Duck Manor days of trying to make television that no one else could make or right. no one else had done it really, especially in that genre. Right. But it was a, sp- I think Mark and I felt like it was a, it it could have been bigger because it was such a sp- such a special, authentic family. I mean, you guys are all real. And you do become family after spending, I, I must have spent a couple hundred days with you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You come in and you know, the, you know the kids, you know the family. We eat with you. We wake up with you. We wake up at 3.30. We, you know, run until midnight. Uh, they were long, hard days. And it is kind of like this, this bond that uh, brings you together. Um, so I look back at those days as, yeah, a ton of fun. But then also seeing sky's the limit. With right. his family. Right. Yeah, and I think we, it, you know, our paths, the path that you guys have traveled and what's happened to our company since then have been a little parallel in that after those couple shows with Benelli, then because of contacts that Chris and I were fortunate to have in the industry, we ended up producing like 10 different hunting shows. But then there got to be a point in our business, there was so, there's so many hunting shows it was really hard to make them into a great business, if you will, even though it was really fun. And so we started to look past hunting to more mainstream entertainment. And I, I remember we were down in L.A. meeting with the, the network Spike, the cable network, and we showed them uh, the Duck Commander tease for season three, it must have been, yeah. and said, this is the kind of stuff we do. We're Right now we're in the just in the, focused on the hunting, fishing you know, niche of TV, but we think we could do more mainstream storytelling. And we know that, you know, this, this probably isn't what you're looking for. And they looked at it and they're like, no, this would be exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and then we interviewed some agents cause you got to have an agent if you do what we do. And we met with some of the agents and same thing. We showed them a number of our tapes and every time we hit the documentary tape, they're like, Whoa, wait a minute. This is crazy. This is fascinating. And just the way things work out in life, then you guys at the same time had been approached and kind of started the Duck Dynasty conversation. And so, you know, we went off and pursued some other things. But I think we knew that it was really good stuff, but we we probably didn't understand that it could be so big mainstream until people from the mainstream TV industry started telling us, hey, whoa, stop on that tape right there. Right. Right. Oh, I think that's exactly right. It's. I think it's hard. It was hard for us to see it because when you're in it, it's hard to see it. And so it's hard for us to see my family as something. You know, but I thought we were 
just normal people, <laughs> you know. That right. You know, um, I tell the story about Saad that I I used to, uh, I remember I was going to make a show, and I thought, well, maybe there's something here. And, but I told the camera guys, I said, don't film Saad, because nobody understands him, and it just, you know, and so, and I was, what a bad decision <laughs> as a yeah. guy who's looking at people. I'm I'm literally filming around him because uh, I thought he was so bizarre, but I had no idea that uh, there was the star sitting right there the whole time that yeah. uh, I had no idea and uh, that he was doing that. For us, uh, and I feel like because you guys were a part of that, was uh, it prepared us so well for what was going to happen, even through television by cutting your teeth, you know, doing that television without as much pressure because you can put on the outdoor channels. There's not the pressure that you have on cable television or network television where, you know, if it doesn't raid, it's gone. And, and so you, we were able to, to fill away, fill our audience and, and, and see what they wanted. And the show was super, very successful. I mean, we, right. you know, uh, we had won awards and so people, and it starts giving you confidence. And then you start getting a little more known, which, and for us, I always said it was part of the key to us be to roll into where we were fixing to go into, um, which a lot of people don't handle well. You know, a lot of reality yeah. stars we've seen, they, you go from zero to hero yeah. and they just can't have, they've never been in that situation. And I felt like we had just enough experience because we've been filming DVDs since, and VHS tapes yeah, since the right. 80s. Oh, the DVDs. So and we were used to the cameras. It was and a runway. To, yeah, and, yeah, and Phil was always, like, pushing the envelope and doing things, you know, and a little controversial, you know, and stuff, and how he hunted and how he, you know, spoke and all this. And so uh, just really figuring out how to entertain and really how to tell stories, and that's right. really what television is all about. It's just telling a story, and it was telling the story about us. So I'm so appreciative of that and having that creative freedom to just come up and say, hey, yeah. I think this is fun. We start that was bouncing. the fun part. Yeah, right. just start bouncing ideas and what about this and I'm going to do this. And Chris alluded to Buck Commander, which so I started this new company that, that I wanted to do deer stuff. Now, we went into that one because here's the deal for me. When I'm with Phil and we're in a duck blind, Phil's in charge and Phil's super very serious and feels you know right feels phil in there and it was hard for us to cut up when we were in the duck blind so when we got out and did something else we could really cut up and <laughs> uh but with phil you know you had to uh do it his way so with buck commander it was all my buddies and so i was like we're just gonna cut up we're gonna have fun right we're gonna hunt we're serious about our hunting but we're also wanted to show the fun side of hunting and the deer camp and the the things that happen that we all enjoy you know that we go out and spend time with our buddies and friends and so that one i was like the sky's the limit let's just make this how we want it so we we launch into um the first season and the first show ever was not really gonna be the show that was this idea i had to make these commercials right i wanted to make these spoof commercials um and i was gonna do we had the the world's most interesting duck hunter i mean deer hunter which was the spoof on the interesting man yeah yeah and so we actually shot some of that and we never finished that one it was going to be messing with willie which was like messing with sasquatch and the other was sham wow and so we shot the ShamWow, I'll never forget it, right here right. in the kitchen. And we just start coming up with these things, like we're pitching our DVD. And we keep pitching, and so we just come up with more scenarios. Now, I ended up with about six different costumes. All those costumes were in my closet. Right. Uh, <laughs> so I just come out with a different costume, and we shot that. Uh, one of the funnest days I've ever had, just 
I mean, because we're just coming out. We're like it's still like teenagers with a cell phone is, cameras yeah. making a movie. I mean, that's yeah. what we literally were doing. It is, and, I and remember, that ended up being our first. We said, yeah. "Why don't we just make this the first show?" Yeah. I mean, I remember the crew. We would have to retake because the crew was laughing so hard because <laughs> we would just throw ideas at you and you would go over the top. Oh and, yeah, and, and that's where we learned everything from from the lighting to how to shoot it to that was our training camp with Buck and Duck. For us, from a for us as a side. company too, yeah. and, and that's what we—that's just what you guys did—is you started making the hunting videos, and then you elevated to duck manner. That's exactly what we've done. Has progressed as a company is learning right. how to shoot reality TV, and that was those are some of the funnest times where we would just laugh our butts off, and it was just an amazing experience. And that's usually how I know I, if I hear the camera guys laughing, right. Um, then we know, you know it's still the same way. <laughs> I still the you know when we have to stop because you can hear. It's like a live studio audience, but they're not supposed to be laughing, right? Uh, especially the camera shaking. But <laughs> right. but you know that you're really hitting it whenever you know you're cracking up the the camera people, and and that we actually shot that right in the same kitchen that we still shoot today, and, right? Uh, that we shoot Duck Dynasty. Right. So, uh, so then we ended up making a few seasons of that, um, and then you guys, we end up bringing that. We shoot all that stuff now uh, in house. The right. same. My my co actor that day was. Uh, Little Jordan, uh, who still works for me, and Talented now, now dude, he's running. Man. Yeah, Jay he's running. Sum. Yeah, Jay right. Sum still. Yeah. <laughs> and we did the rap video. And, That's right. Uh, uh, I think the rap didn't they? I think they made that. Yeah, I think they actually made A and E when they redid the shows. And yeah, so, I think so. Um, which I'll never forget. So, uh, so we're gonna do a rap video, and I go to Missoula, Montana. So what I'm thinking is that we're gonna dub in this thing, and Chris says no. You're you're literally rapping the song. And I'm like, Are you, well, I don't even know the song, you know. And so I remember flying up there. It's a pretty good flight from, I think I went from Dallas to uh, Missoula and um, trying to learn this rap song. And uh, because your guy. Yeah, Ajax. Because Ajax was a rapper. Ajax Starlighter. Right. Ajax. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I look back and think about what, like, what let's do a rap video. Let's yeah. do a rap video, and we're gonna put it on the Outdoor Channel. There's right. not a lot of rap videos on the Outdoor Channel, and it's gonna be like our season finale. That's uh, right. Show is we're gonna go out on a this bunch video. of deer hunters rapping. So that, yeah, Ajax. we basically just made fun of George, uh, Jay Sum. Jay Sum, who works for me, uh, he he's he's not the tallest guy in the world, and we we always kind of make <laughs> and he's. You know, he's with Luke Bryan and Adam LaRoe, these professional athletes like Ryan Langerhans, and they're big right. guys, and they're big. Yeah. And you got little Jordan, and he's just – and we have uh, – he's a good-hearted kid because we have really we made fun of him. So the whole rap video was about him being short. Right. Well, what it was, was the this, name of the song? I it, forget. Well, he came back, and so he started by saying, I'm the real buck commander. He's the real buck All commander. All you other – you athletes and, yeah, yeah. and Willie are a bunch of punks. I'm the real guy who does all the work. So then you followed up. So then with, we with the retaliation because I, you know, in rap, but you have to retaliate, and so yeah. we retaliate. So right. man, there's some fun. Uh, I mean, we dressed him up as an Oompa Loompa, <laughs> <laughs> and we were in Chipper Jones warehouse, yeah, and shooting this on on green screen, and that was the same. As a as a real Oompa Loompa. And that was the same thing is literally the crew on the ground, they were on the ground laughing, rolling. We couldn't stop. This is at midnight we're shooting. And Jordan is dying laughing also as the Oompa Loompa. And then we went to Vegas. We go to Vegas. He's running down the streets. 
Johnny right. D, where do you find How do you? Uh, how do you YouTube, even... go find Buck Commander, and it's called You're Short. You're That's Short. That's the name of that one. <laughs> it's out, it's... And then there's also Buck Wiles on there. We upload all of them. Buck Wiles on there. And then, and then the real Buck Commander. The real Buck Commander. The real yeah. Buck Commander. Yeah. They're yeah. all yeah. here on YouTube. But talk Based. about insane. That was, again, just us being able to say, Let's why why not? Let's make a rap video. It doesn't make any sense to be on the outdoor channel, but <laughs> let's do it. And it yeah. ended up winning, you know, the outdoor channel. We, we won awards. The right. Golden Moose, most yeah. that's right. prestigious oh, yeah. award in, on the outdoor planet. And yeah, it won the I forget, best audio design yeah. or something like that. I right. remember when they played it at the award ceremony and half the room was like yeah, yeah, rap. Yeah. <laughs> like a <laughs> slow clap. <laughs> right. What are they doing? Now, I will yeah. say this, that I have went on uh, as my career blossomed out, <laughs> and I actually did a rap song with Colt Ford. Uh, there you go. And so I, I'm... The you seeds know, were planted. I'm you know? a professional right. rapper. So uh, we get a percentage of that is what you're saying. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I'm not bragging you. about it. I'm just saying I, I am on an album, and the guy right before me who sings with Colt... Um, you know, it's kind of a famous guy, Australian guy that's married to Nicole Kim. And I'm I've just heard, saying, I've yeah, heard of him. I'm just saying, yeah. yeah. You're going to need so, a different uh, name if you're going to go f- a ways in this rap game, though. You got to be WZ or something. I may be done, know. though. I mean, yeah, I may be done because you walk really, away. Yeah. Walk, while yeah, you're you got to know when to, yeah. Right. It's like <laughs> when Jay Z retired. That's it. Like, <laughs> you're coming like, back. Done. <laughs> Drop the mic. I'm out of here. So, you guys went on and tell me about what, uh, what have y'all done because you guys have really blown up uh since then so tell me about some of the shows you've got uh that have come out yeah we're we're having fun you know we look at all of this you know and the way in life's journey you know dots connect sometimes you don't really understand why they all happen at at the time or what it's all leading to but just like it was a uh you know duck commander was a bit of a runway for you guys in the duck dynasty like chris said we learned so much our company grew and Shortly after we stopped working with you on Duck Commander, we sold a couple show, a couple smaller shows, and then we sold a show to History called Mountain Men, and it became a big hit for them, and we're very fortunate that it's still one of their biggest shows on their network. It's five years going into six now. So that wow, show really... Been that, wow, that's crazy. Yeah, right? Seems like yesterday. How many seasons? Uh, you know, that going it, into it, our sixth, six oh, seasons, season. it runs, uh, 16 hours or 16 hour long episodes a year, plus a special or two. Right. And it's, you know, it's in our wheelhouse. It's people right. that, that we became acquainted with or sought out that are, you know, true modern day mountain men. I remember being up, I went and visited y'all and you showed me the original pilot of what, yeah. Of what that show, uh, I never, and I, I was That's fascinated right. by yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what well, a, so what that, a cool go, concept. Yeah, it goes back to that training training camp there is that when, when history wanted us to do a show like that, that wasn't foreign to, to us. We knew how to hunt moose and deer and right. all of these things where a lot of these these other companies aren't familiar with that but we've well, been doing yeah, that I mean, for five six years so when you're in montana you, yeah we say thing, we yeah. say we're going to cover marty going to shoot a moose and you know the network's blown away by like how, how does that even happen <laughs> what but right. again it's that training ground so that was a perfect perfect show for us to be able to uh produce because we just hit the ground running yeah our guys knew how to sleep on the ground and knew how yeah. to put up with cold and all this kind of stuff where it, it really became part of what has separated us and, and been such a blessing to our company is that we're the we're sort of the anti LA production company right. and a lot of the networks now and we've got 
gosh, we were counting up yesterday. We've got a dozen shows in production right. uh, for like seven different networks and been fortunate to earn this good reputation with these networks because they're like, these guys are a little different, you know. <laughs> they're from Montana. They're not from L.A. Right. Not to say anything bad about the L.A. producers, but it's just there's a different vibe in those companies. Mm-hmm. and uh, well, Especially in the outdoor. Once you get into that outdoorsy space, you know, yep. that's where a lot, you know, because they're just not, I mean, they're city kids and, you know, right. it's not, they don't even understand exactly you know, how that works and so yeah i do see that from where you guys were to be able to bring those two together but there was that y'all saw that especially a few years ago where you start really seeing this interest in these people who are live outdoors and hunt outdoors and not not as much on the nose of wanting to see a hunt per se. Right, exactly. like outdoor right. channel if i want to see it from start to it's, finish it's outdoor lifestyle but it's more that light right i yeah. mean how do you live off the land because that was everybody was interested in that you know it's, it's being outdoors and and you see that now you know with oh yeah neck our, and afraid uh, all these shows you know it's this right. outdoor even stuff. our our i think in this is society we're in where people most people live in urban settings they if if they don't spend time in the outdoors they aspire to it they see you know the guy i always think and chris and i talk about how a guy sits in his uh minivan in traffic in suburban you know boston wherever and he gets home and whether it's mountain men or whether it's one of our real estate shows log cabin living mountain life building off the grid they sit there and go man maybe that maybe i'd be happier maybe that could be me maybe i could build a house off the grid maybe i could buy a log cabin yeah uh i think it's just something that is natural in people that they want to be connected to the outdoors but most people aren't. I right. mean, most Americans aren't. Only 6% of Americans hunt. So it's foreign to them. But if we can, just like with Mountain Men, just like with Duck Dynasty, we can show them outdoor lifestyle, being connected to the outdoors, uh, it's something that they feel feel attracted to, I think. Most right. people at least. Yeah, they live vicariously through Tom Orr. And they've said that. They call, you call up Tom and say, please, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it because I'm living through you. I am sitting in traffic in Houston, and I want my doing job. It. Yeah, I, right. And, and I watch you uh, catch a beaver, and it just something moves primally inside of me. You know, right? Yeah, that yeah. is so, so interesting. Yeah, I mean, as yeah, and that's true. You know, when I go to big cities, and um, it, that's foreign to me is to think about that lifestyle and where you, you do sit in traffic for Ooh. four hours a right. day. And I, yeah. I, I, that's right. I can't imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And personalities, too. I mean, obviously, personality. when you find that show with the personalities that are yeah, right, of you course. know, sure. people who know how to tell good stories and are just entertaining. And so um, yeah, it's We always great. say you, you'd want to have a beer with that guy. Right. You know, it's like that's you'd right. want to have a beer with Tom Orr, uh, yeah. with other people you see, with Willie Robertson, someone you see on TV, you go, that's someone I'd like to hang out with. Right. And that's that's the unique quality that makes good TV characters. Well, on our right. show, too, and we had the uh, the really great, um, I guess, task, and uh, but it, it's so wonderful for us because you also get to inspire people, even with their faith and with their family. And so yep. with Doug Dynasty, when you have people coming up saying, man, speaking of keep doing what you're doing, it's like, you know, you guys have inspired us. Uh, now we... You know, little Johnny play, uh, wants to pray at the dinner table. We've never done that as a family. Now we we do that, and um, or you know, my mom passed away in the last month of her life. We've watched that show, and it just so it was great. something to make them laugh, and yeah. but something to give them a little more hope. You know, with the prayer at the end, and so we've we've been able to to do that, and so it's really awesome when you go to your job and you do something that's fun, 
Right. Then you also inspire people, Absolutely. you know, to do great things, and uh, and that has carried on, which has given us a bigger platform to do a lot of the things. And I've seen that in my children as they've uh, went on to do things to inspire young people. And so uh, it's neat, you know. And that's the it's the power of television, yeah. and uh, and people do, you know, kind of live through your life. And that's wanna, right. You know, and even if they're family, I always say this about Doug Dynasty. Even if your family is not like ours, because we we all live in the same neighborhood we all you know we're we're able to eat together i know families are split up and all that even if you're not like that you know you can you can at least try your bet you know you can try to you know when you are together and and try to have that so it's something that you can aspire to and so that's what's been neat about you know what we've been able to do through television now tell me about this thing with uh fox news and legends and lies yeah, man, we are so excited, over the moon, about this opportunity that started last year where we, kind of long story, but we got connected with Bill O'Reilly, who is is and has been for 15 years, you know, the biggest thing in cable news. And he's a brilliant historian, and he went to the, the head of the network at Fox News, Roger Ailes, and said, we should be doing more with history. Nobody's really teaching or or you know through entertainment addressing american history anymore and i've got some ideas so we ended up kind of in a beauty contest with some other producers and and got selected to be his partner if you will for for this series that we ended up calling legends and lies is sort of the framework for the the yearly series and the the first year was the called the real west so it was Billy the Kid and Doc Holliday and Black Bart and Butch Cassidy and all the rest. And it, these are recreations of these stories, you know, just very cinematic, you know, movie-like recreations of the bank robbery, of the escape, of the shootout, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. And then cut with interviews with Bill himself, who's a just, again, brilliant historian, and other experts on the subject matter. It's what they call a docudrama. Mm-hmm. So the first season did really well, so then they commissioned us to do the second season which is airing now legends and lies the patriots so it's on sunday nights on fox news they've never done anything like this we're so proud of the show our team did an amazing job it's again it's like a movie together with historical information and audiences are responding really well and we're just we're just blessed man it's just a great project yeah for us it's it's obviously from the beginning of our company we focus a lot on storytelling and cinematography and this is another we talk about training camp here uh we'd never done anything like this and we were fortunate enough for fox news to say we like these guys they can do it and they gave us this opportunity and that's what we ran with and the first season was was really really great this is like casting and this is full yeah, set. Not, you know, not what we do. <laughs> no, it's like different. sometimes a hundred people on set, you know, because right. you're filming a battle and horses and yeah. guns and and you got to get people effects. that look like oh, you know, yeah. stunt men. We got. I mean, it's over the top. We're like little kids that are making a movie, you yeah. know. And it was just these this podunky company from Montana. Uh, are got you this shooting big that chance. in Montana? Or is it all over? Well, first first season we shot in five different states. Second season, the Patriots was I think three different states. Oh wow! Mostly in East Coast. Wow, that's a lot of. Yeah, it depends on where there's good locations. You know, if we need right. a for the uh, the Patriots, we need a courthouse that looks a certain way or, or right. whatever, and you know, people find those, and we just go to where the best location to shoot is yeah but it is it's surreal you go on set and it's like a movie set i mean it's you know like you said 100 people and 
we, that's that's the exciting part for us is is we're learning and we're and we're doing it with you know some of our crew too. It's it's weed. It's uh, Andrew Weed, one of our cameramen. It's it's <laughs> guys, you know, some of the guys, guys, you know, yeah, some of the amazing. guys that shot Duck Commander. That's right, amazing right. How, so yeah, you know, because I've watched it and they're, they're and they're unbelievable. They're that's yeah, a great, thank you. you know, um, great we're super deal. proud. And I've been of it. on Bill's show and uh, uh, he is. I mean, his nature. That's he's a teacher. You know, mm-hmm. wants to teach, and I think impact more. You know, just from hearing the the news is actually teach people and you know so that we can learn you know, yeah learn from the past and learn yeah and, man you know. that's the exciting part too i can sit down and watch with my kids and we right. watch the ben franklin episode and they you know and george washington comes into the scene and and it's a little small piece of history that that they're able to watch it's entertaining it's beautifully shot well and, i mean uh, it's getting lost you know it's getting lost exactly so, i mean that that's getting the the farther we get away from it, it's, it seems like we forget and it's getting lost. So well, that's a uh, that project right there. Is yeah, cool. so. and then the bonus is is Bill writes a book also to go uh, go along with the show, and the book's just been selling like crazy too. I think we're number one on New York Times bestseller. Yeah. He's done pretty good. He's okay. all right. He did, yeah. He's done all right. right well, we had to teach him. We had to teach him a little, but, you know, we said, hey, Bill, do it this way. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, he's – yeah, talk about uh, – We've been fortunate to be partnered with those guys, and, yeah, super, super excited about it. Yeah. And I tell you guys, it's been uh, – uh, the journey has been so great. Uh, you know, really with it starting off uh, with you guys back in production and just – and really watching both of it, you know, seeing you guys being able to, to go up. Because I'll watch y'all's shows and say, ah, look, you know, yeah. look at there. And, uh, Chris, you're not in the field anymore. I can't imagine they you don't not with a camera. They don't let me run camera <laughs> anymore. giant camera on his shoulder They give the me the camera and they say, just, yeah, pretend you're shooting. There's no tape in it. The young no guys nothing. are like, yeah, we got this, Dad. Right. Move so it, now move you're it in away. office I'm and it's guy. gotten all cushy. So, uh, that's right. It's ironic because that's why I became a cameraman is to not be in an office all day. And I traveled the world for 15 years. Mark and I went to crazy places. And uh, now we're obviously blessed to have this this successful company. But now I'm in an office. <laughs> you've been uh, And you've been to Asia, too, huh? Shot some stuff in Taiwan. I, I went with this bearded guy in Taiwan. <laughs> How yeah. crazy. How crazy right. was that? Chris saw me in probably my most vulnerable, miserable <laughs> moment, maybe of my life. Yes. They did a Chinese, uh, no, it was a uh, Taiwanese, I guess, foot right. massage. Oh, yes. So he said, we've got this foot massage. Well, I had been working a lot. We had been shooting like crazy. Right. I'd already been thrown down by a, an older gentleman in a yes. kung fu class. Yes. And he hit me on, I mean, hard. Like He threw you, yeah, he threw he you around. he had no idea what we were even saying. He couldn't even speak English. And he's laughing. <laughs> and I'm like, So they're right. like, we're going to do a foot massage. I'm like, that's exactly what I need. I, you don't realize this. The in America, when you say foot massage, it's relaxing. There's music. You got the little eye right. patches on. Somebody's gently rubbing your feet. These cats in Taiwan, yes, I don't know what it, it's like. It's torture. It's torture. Right. I mean, he goes knuckle to bone. Yeah. And he just starts pressing as hard as he can. Right. And you are re- all laughing. Right. And I'm in tears because it. I mean, right. it hurt bad. Yeah. And then was, he's telling me stuff like he would touch a part of my foot. Now, at the time, I weighed probably 30 more pounds than I do now. I'm not in the best shape. And he'd be like, ah, you're, you know, you're out of shape by the way my pinky toe 
<laughs> and I'm like, no, oh, I that's what you need to look that, at. You didn't just right. you like didn't look up gut. north there and <laughs> see the the overhang of my baller and say, so you right. know, like, thank you, Doctor Foot Massage Guy. Yeah, it was. I mean, I said turn the cameras off. It's yeah. one of the few times I'm like, it's it. And Man. I got one tune. If you remember that poor guy. Like started taking the they like scale the skin off your feet, mm-hmm. and there was probably about three pounds of mm-hmm. skin under my feet, <laughs> and I was just yeah, yeah. it's it's it was a well, whole, really, must have been a horrible I'm really experience. Sorry I missed that trip, guys. Oh, I'm really sorry. That he did he did some stretching with all of the Asian women. Yeah, I did some yeah, tai chi right. in the park. Uh, that was uh, fine. With Rebecca was our translator. Oh, that's uh, right. Rebecca's fixing to get married this year, so oh, that's awesome. uh, we're proud of her. And uh, went and saw her mom over in her over in her um, country. So what a what a great trip. Great memories, guys. Um, the best of luck uh, with you guys and uh, all that you've done. And uh, so glad you came in, stopped in to chit chat with us. Uh, these guys were there at the beginning, so uh, of what was going to become a, a really big show on A and E. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks, Willie. Appreciate it. There you go, guys. That was uh, Mark and Chris and uh, Johnny D. What a uh, what a crazy uh, time. Just thinking back those stories, it just cracks me up. Thinking that we were making uh, rap videos and putting them on television. And uh, a lot of hunts, a lot of good times, and uh, a lot of good memories shared. And with that, really, without those, uh, without that training, uh it would have made being on Duck Dynasty a lot harder. So as I look back in time, I just, you know, I think about the things you do, and you, sometimes you're not quite sure what you're doing, but you end up doing them, and it you grow from it. And so I try to never look back in my life and think like, oh, I wasted time doing that or doing that job. And, I mean, I think you can pull from everything that you do. You can learn and grow, and um, especially with those two guys, just uh, still good friends to this day and uh, uh, just guys I like to hang out with. And um, uh, it's just fun. Looking back in time and seeing kind of where we all got to, and uh, uh, love those guys, and so wanted to end up today with uh, with a little word from the Lord, and uh, uh, this one now it was kind of hard as you look back to your past. So as we were looking through the passage, I wanted to find something kind of uh, back in time, but brought us back to now. So it's out of the the old book of Deuteronomy thirty two seven. It's remember the days of old, consider the years of all generations. Ask your father, and he will inform you, your elders, and they will tell you. And believe me, I've had a lot of people give me a lot of advice and taught me a lot of things, and so I'm grateful to them. And uh, So go out there, no matter what you're doing right now, uh, if you're in a job, you're thinking, I don't know if I'm in the right place, you never know where you may end up. So stay positive and uh, keep being the light in the world. See you guys.